Webster takes exceptional pride in presenting the Screen Guild players in Philip Berry's delightful modern classic, The Philadelphia Story. Tracy Lord's first marriage to C.K. Dexter Haven was dissolved by a vigorous right to the jaw. And now Tracy is about to be married again. The season's most important event to mainline society in Philadelphia and screenline journalism in New York. Which brings us to the office of Mr. Kidd, owner and editor of Spy Magazine. Miss Embry, you'll take your camera, of course. Uh, Connor, you'll take your own special talents. Where? Yeah, what's the deal? Your assignment will be Spy's most sensational achievement, Tracy Lords. <laughs> Tracy Lords? Big game hunting in Africa, fox hunting in Pennsylvania, married on impulse and divorced in rage, and always unapproachable by the press. The unapproachable Miss Lords. Now look here, if you think for a moment... The Philadelphia story. Close were the portals of snobbish fox hunting. Uh, no, 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 wait. No Hunter of Foxes is Spy Magazine. Uh, nevertheless, presented for the first time, quote, a wedding day inside mainline society. <laughs> or what the kitchen maid saw through the keyhole, unquote. You're the writer, Connor. I'm only the publisher. All right, publisher. Take this. Quote, no hunter of buckshot in the rear is cagey, crafty Connor. Unquote. Close paragraph. Close job, close bank account. Look, Mr. Kid, how could we even get inside the estate, let alone mm -hmm. into the house? No, it's been arranged. Miss Wallace? Yes, sir? Cindy Men, please. Now, Liz, wait just a minute. We won't do it. It's degrading, demeaning, undignified. So is an empty stomach. Now just relax. We'll have to just... <sighs> Hello. Who are you? Connor, this gentleman has been employed in our bonus Aries office. I believe he can help us. How? Well, Tracy Lord's brother, Junius, is in the American embassy down there and an old friend of this huh. gentleman. He'll introduce you to the family as an intimate friend of Junius. Uh -huh. Dear old Junius. Mm hmm. Hmm. Well, does Tracy Lord even know this guy? Oh, yes. Yes, you might say Tracy and I grew up together. You might also say you're C.K. Dexterhaven and you were Tracy Lord's first husband. Yes, you might. Holy moly, what's going on here? Oh, I remember that honeymoon very well, Mr. Dexterhaven. <laughs> you and she in a little sailboat. The true love, wasn't it? That's right. And how did you know? I was the one photographer whose camera you didn't smash. Oh. You were terribly nice about it. Just threw it in the ocean. Yeah, one of those, huh? Well, that's right. I rather thought our honeymoon was our own business. Incidentally, he paid for all the cameras, Mike. I got a sweet little letter of apology, yep. too. Oh, really? Oh, one of, a real gentleman, huh? I wouldn't count on that. Now then, what are the plans? The wedding is Saturday. This is Thursday. They should spend tomorrow night as guests of the Lords. Yes. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold everything. There's something screwy here. Now, if, if he's resigned, why is he doing this? And, uh, um, uh, oh. Oh, I get it now, mister. Yes. You want to get even with your ex-bride. Well, as... One gentleman to another, that may be exactly what I want. Hmm. I'll have a car pick you up in North Philadelphia tomorrow noon. Good day. 
Well, how do you like that? He walks out on us just as though we were hardly... Handkerchief, Mike. There's a little spit in your eye. It shows. Oh, dear. So many things to do and so little time. Now, Tracy, when you finish listing those wedding presents... Mother, we... how do you spell omelette? Two L's, two M's, or one or the other. Omelette? That's a funny wedding present. Donna, dear, it's an omelette dish. This was... It stinks. Oh, oh, darling, don't say stinks. Now, if necessary, smells, but only if absolutely necessary. Mother, if I ever finish writing down... Oh, this lamp, isn't it awful? Well, here, let me see that card. Oh, yes, friends of your father's. Wouldn't you know, what are they? Tap dancers are just musical comedy producers. Oh, Tracy, that's hardly fair to your father's interest in the arts. The arts, the arts of putting up a fortune to display the shapely legs oh, of Oh, now, some... Tracy, please. Well, I'm certainly glad George isn't like that. Mother isn't George an angel. Yes, George is an angel. Oh, is he handsome or is he not? Yes, George is handsome. I like Dexter. Really? Then why don't you stop the wedding? How? Get smallpox. Oh, please. Now, don't give her any ideas, Tracy. Now, Dinah? Oh, gee, Tracy, you're always so mean about Dexter. Well, darling, he was rather mean to her. Did he really sock her? Dinah! Really, Mother, if I don't choke her before Saturday. That would stop the wedding, wouldn't it? It would not, and you're supposed to be riding, young lady. Oh, yes, Dinah, they must be waiting at the stables. All right, all right. Mother? Yes, dear? How do you get smallpox? Oh. Dinah, please, just go. Oh, I'm going, I'm going. Now then, Tracy, let's get those lists finished. Mother! Mother! That whistle! Dexter! Dexter, you're back! Donna, my dream girl, my own true love. Oh, no, it can't be. He wouldn't dare. Mother, mother, look who's here. It's Dexter. Uh, Well, hello. Dexter Haven, you go right back where you came from. I can't. Donna says it's too awful here without me. Redhead, if you don't look in the pink. Much too nice for George. If you think you can walk in here and just... Oh, Dexter, tell me, how is Junius? Oh, Junius is fine. Heartbroken, of course, not to be here for the wedding. I suggested representing him as the best man, but... I appreciate your offer, but I'm afraid George would prefer to have his best man... Sober. Ah, yes, yes. Uh, Well, I'm sure you'll like the people Junius did send. People? Yes. That Junius sent? Yes, yes. Miss Embry and Mr. Connor. Uh, They're waiting for you now in the south parlor. You really ought to tell them what rooms they're to have. Dexter, have you switched from liquor to dope by any chance? Well, it was Junius's idea, you see. Uh, they've been terribly nice to him, and when they said they were coming to Philadelphia, why... Uh... Dexter Haven, you're lying, I can always tell. <laughs> can you, Red? Yes. You have a habit of... Hmm? Just a minute now. You went to work after the divorce, didn't you? Well, not right after. 
First, I tested several hundred bottles of bourbon. But after that, after that, you took a job in South America. Who yeah, for? A magazine. And it wasn't by any chance spy magazine, was it? Oh, you're just a mass of intuition. And I don't suppose Junius's friends are photographers by any chance? Uh, well, not exactly by chance. I thought I... you were low, Dexter, but I never thought you... Oh, oh you're slipping, Red. I used to be afraid of that look. The withering glance of the goddess. I didn't think that alcohol would destroy your last shred of decency so soon. Dexter, I ought to... Oh. Tracy, please. Dinah? Mother, not yet. Uh, come along, dear. You're late for your ride. But, Mother, maybe he's gonna soccer again. <sighs> Dexter, I'll have no argument about this. I want those people out of here and you too. Yes, Your Majesty, but first, uh, could I interest you in some small blackmail? No, you... What? Yes, yeah, so here you are. Galley proofs an article complete with insinuations, uh, snapshots, and details ready for publication in Spy. About your father and that dancer in New York. Father? And Tina Mara? Yes, yes. But they can't. They can't publish this. It's got to be stopped. Well, it is stopped temporarily. If you will allow Mr. Connor and Miss Embry to turn in a story on your wedding. And when Mr. Kidd says story, he means story. I'm going to be sick. Yes, dear. An intimate day with the society bride. I am sick. That's too bad. Uh, well, uh, they're in the South Parlor, Your Majesty. Shall I conduct you in? Don't bother, please. I'm sure I know the way. I'm Tracy Lords, though I, I suppose you know that, and any friend of Junius this is a friend of... Oh, so nice having you with us. We're happy to be here. It's a real pleasure. Well, it's too bad that Junius couldn't be here. At least one male member of Where's the family... Where's your father? Darling Papa, I do hope you'll stay for my wedding. Yes, we'd like to. Yeah, it was more or less the idea. Well, the house is rather a mess, of course, but we'll try to make it as comfortable as... Oh, my, what a cunning little camera. I, uh, I take pictures with it. <laughs> well, I hope you'll take loads. Dear Papa and Mama aren't allowing reporters in, except for Mr. Little Grace, who does the social news. Mr. Connor, mm -hmm. can you imagine a man sinking so low? Mm, no, I, it does seem pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're sort of a writer, aren't you, Mr. Connor? Uh, well, sort of. A book? Uh-huh. Under what name do you publish? My own, Macaulay Connor. Just try and call me that. <laughs> I won't. Um, what's the Macaulay for? My father taught English history. I'm, uh, I'm Mike to my friends. Of whom you'll have many, I'm sure. English history. It's always fascinated me, Cromwell, Robin Hood, Jack the Ripper. What did he teach? I mean your father. In a high school in South Bend, Indiana. South Bend. It sounds like dancing, doesn't it? And this is your first visit to Philadelphia. A quaint old place, don't you think? Odd customs and such. Where the scrapples eat biddles on Sunday, but then you're still quite young. Uh, well, I, I don't know about that. I'm, I'm 30. Really? Then one book isn't much for a man of 30. Hey. Well, I don't mean to criticize, but you probably have other interests outside of your work. Well, no, no, none, unless, uh... Oh, how uh, sweet. Are you two going together? Well, 
Sort of. Engaged, I presume? No, no. But very much in love. Well, isn't that a little personal? Well, is it? It's so very interesting, Miss Embry. Miss Embry, if a man says he loves a girl, don't you think he ought to marry her? Hey, now, just Please, a minute. Please, Mr. Connor, I ask Miss Embry a question. Well, it depends. I'm very disappointed, Miss Embry. I've been very frank with you. However, I'll send the butler to show you to your room. You'll join us at the pool, I do hope. Well, wow. <laughs> That's what I say. Who's interviewing whom? Steady, old girl. Don't let it throw you. Uh, y- you want to take over? I want to go home. But uh, since I'm on the job, I, I guess I'll settle for the swimming pool. <laughs> And then she came out, and he wandered in, and they were working. Oh, hello. Oh, Mr. Connor. Yes, you said to uh, come down here? I didn't mean to interrupt your reading. Nothing important, I hope. You bet it's very important. It's your book. Hmm? Uh, oh? Oh. I didn't know you had it. Well, I didn't. I sent to the library for it. Hmm. Ah, I see. Well, uh, you like it? I like it very much. Especially the story called With the Rich and Mighty. I like that one best. Really? Huh. I got the title from a Spanish peasant's proverb. With the rich and mighty, always a little patience. I like that. Tell me something, will you, Connor? Mm-hmm. When a man can write a book like this, how can you possibly do anything else? Well, <laughs> you'll, you'll never believe it, but uh, there are people in this world that have to work for a living? Yes, of course, but they buy books, don't they? Not if there's a library around. That book represents two solid years of work that netted Connor less than... Oh, heck, that's Dexter. Look, stand by, will you, Connor? I don't want to be alone with him. Well, well, there you are. I found you just where I thought you'd be. Fancy seeing you here. Orange juice? Uh, Certainly, thank you. Don't tell me you've forsaken your beloved whiskey and whiskies. Oh, no, but I think a pale pastel shade would be a better color for me today. Eh? How about you, Mr. Connor? Uh, you drink, don't you? Alcohol, uh, I mean. Maybe a little. A little? And you a writer? Dexter, will you do something for uh, me? Anything, Red, what? Please crawl into some small hole until after my wedding. Oh, well, I couldn't do that. At least not until I... Connor, don't miss a word, don't miss a word. We're going to talk about me. Why not? You find the subject fascinating. You're far and away your favorite person in the world. Of course, Mr. Connor, she is generous to a fault. To a fault, Mr. Yes, Connor. Yes, except to other people's faults. Uh, for instance, to what used to be my deep and gorgeous thirst. It was disgusting. Uh, weakness, sure. And strength is your religion. Well, when I realized that I was not expected to be a loving husband and a good companion, but a kind of a high priest to a virgin goddess... Dexter, you! Well, then my drinks grew more frequent and deep. That's all. Connor, don't you let him make you think (laughs) why he's gone. I like him. Dexter, what are you trying to make me out as? Uh, Red, what do you fancy yourself as? Uh, And what are you trying to do with this wedding to George? How can you even think of it? George Kitteridge is everything you're not. He's been poor and he's had to work and he's had to fight for everything (laughs) and I love him as I've never loved you. Really? 
Well, you really are in love, then. Yes, and you needn't sound so contemptuous. No, I'm not, Red. Never of you. Oh, you could be the finest woman in the world if you could just learn to have some regard for human frailty. If only you would slip a little sometime. But I guess that's hopeless. Your sense of inner divinity will not allow that. This goddess must and shall remain intact. This woman must represent her class, a special class, the married maidens. So help me, Dexter, if you say another word, I... darling, you there by the pool? That's the new high priest. (laughs) Well, I'll run along, Tracy. Uh, Oh, I brought you a little wedding present. Sorry I didn't have any ribbon to wrap it up with. So long, Tracy. A present? I wonder what... Oh, oh! there you are, my dear. I thought I'd run over and... Tracy, aren't you going to say hello? Yeah, yeah, hello, George. What's that you've got? Oh, just a wedding present. It's from Dext. A photograph? A picture of the true love. <laughs> the what? We sailed her up the coast of Maine and back the summer we were married. My, she was y'all. Y'all? What's that? It means, oh, easy to handle, quick to the helm, fast, bright, everything a boat should be, until it develops dry rot. There, oh, there, now. He'll not upset you anymore. He never appreciated you anyway. Well, how could he? Anyone is wonderful But, George, as you. I... That's what I've always thought from the first time I saw you. You're, you're like some marvelous, distant, oh, queen, I guess. There's a kind of beautiful purity about George. You. It's what everyone feels. They worship you, darling. George, listen. I don't want to be worshipped. I want to be loved. Oh, you're that too. I mean, really loved. Uh, well, of course. And now I'll have to hurry, darling. Big party tonight, you know. I'll pick you up around nine. Well, I, I. Hey, Connor. Connor, are you out there somewhere? Yeah, I'm back here in the dressing room. Were you calling me? Yes, I was. Connor, do you ever take a drink? (laughs) A drink? Oh, yes, yes, sometimes. Well, that's good. Let's go in and open a bottle of champagne. The second act of the Lady Esther Screen Guild Show will follow in a moment. But first, a word from Lady Esther. Here's Pierre Farquhar. <laughs> Ladies, may I have your attention, please? Have you heard what's new and smart in Easter hats? There are lots of styles to choose from. Adorable little hats made entirely of flowers. Perky bowlers with rolled-up brims. Bewitching bonnets to frame your face with beauty. But here's one style note that's the most important. The new spring hats are to be worn back off the forehead. They give the world a good look at your face. Well now, how about your skin? Will it have a lovely springtime look to show the world? It will, if you use the new spring face powder shade called Bridal Pink. Lady Esther Bridal Pink is fashion right for spring, and beauty right for you. Now, at last, you don't have to worry about which shade of face powder is right for you. Here, for the first time, is one shade of face powder that's right for four basic types of skin. If you're a blonde, Bridal Pink will dramatize your blondness, make your skin look softer and more alluring. 
If you're a brunette, Lady Esther Bridal Pink will intensify the contrast and make you look so much more romantic. If you're a brownette, Bridal Pink will give an exciting lift to your whole appearance. And if you're a redhead, Bridal Pink will wake up your skin and give it the life and warmth it needs to go with your hair. Buy a box of Bridal Pink tomorrow. Don't wait for spring. Start now and use this lovelier face powder shade that makes even a bride look more romantic. And now, Lady Esther presents the second act of the Philadelphia Story. Well, that bottle of champagne was just the first. Later, at a party of a neighboring estate, Tracy and Mike sampled quite a few more until George departed in a huff and left Mike to escort Tracy home. And that's where we find them now, just arriving with a bottle they brought along for the road. <laughs> well, well, here we are, Professor. <laughs> uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, you know, it's uh, funny. Uh, I never... I never noticed that lake before. Oh, that's the swimming pool, Sam. Oh, 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 oh. Sorry. I tell you what, honestly, champagne. Champagne's tricky. Oh, yeah. Tricky. I'm used to bourbon myself. Bourbon's a slap on the back. Uh-huh. But now champagne. Champagne's a, a, a heavy mist before my eyes. Yeah. I know a quick swim will help us. Uh, Dexter and I always swim after parties. Uh, ooh, ooh. Let's uh, forget about Dexter. Forget about Dexter. Have a drink. Oh, why not? Mike? Mm. Mike, do you have a telephone ringing? I did a little while ago, but I, I can't hear anything. I, uh, well, now, hold on. Yes, I do. Uh, no. It's far... It sounds far away. Real far away. Uh-huh. I think that's my bedroom telephone, and it's probably George. I better go answer it. Mmm. No. No, it's tough. Fine. D drink your champagne. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> Hello, you. Hello. You look fine. I feel fine. <laughs> Did you like the party? Oh, well, uh, 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 the prettiest sight in this fine, pretty world is the privileged class enjoying its privileges. Priscilla, priv... Privileges. Oh, God, you're such a snob. No doubt, no doubt. Hey, uh, Tracy. Uh, hey, yeah. you. Uh, you can't marry that guy. George, why not? I'm going to. You don't match up. Professor, you're stepping out of character again. My, my mistake. Oh, don't apologize. Who's apologizing? Really? I never knew such a man. I guess I, uh... I guess I never knew a girl like you. Tracy? Yeah, Mike? Tracy, you're wonderful. 
There's a magnificence in you. My God. A magnificence that comes out of your eyes and in your voice and in the way you stand, even when you're wobbly, and the way you walk. There's, there's fires banked down in you. Hearth fires and holocaust. Mike, you don't think I'm like a goddess? You're flesh and blood, all right. But that's the blank, unholy surprise. You're the golden girl, Tracy. You're full of life and warmth and delight. Hey, hey, what's going on here? You got a tear in your eye. Shut up, shut up, old Mike, Mike. Keep talking, keep talking, will you? What good is talk, Tracy? Tracy. <laughs> golly, golly, Moses. Nobody's ever kissed me like that before. Tracy. Oh. I oh. want to tell you something. Please, I, I, all of us, and I, I, I've got the shakes. Please, Tracy. Oh, but it, it's as though as my my insteps were melting away. Gee, what is it? Have I got feet of clay or something? Tracy, you're oh. so lovely. Wait, wait, I know, I know. There's a moon, and, and it's warm, and, and we could go... Now? Yes, now, Mike. Put me in your pocket, and let's go swimming. Don't you see, Dexter? I had to tell someone. I could hardly wait till you got here this morning. Yes, but Dinah, my love, don't you think it was just a dream? Well, I can't be positive, but... Good morning. What? Oh, oh, the bride. (laughs) In her wedding dress. Such a lovely day. Is everyone fine? I'm fine. That's fine. Well, how fine are you? I don't know what's the matter with me. I can hardly open my eyes. I know too much sun yesterday. Oh, yes. It's very easy to get too much. Tracy, you're not really going to, are you? Going to what? Mary George. After last night? Last night? What are you talking about? Tracy, don't you even remember? Remember what? I've been telling Dinah it was just a dream. A dream? What kind of dream? Well, last night, it was awfully late, I guess, I woke up and I looked out of my window and guess what I saw? What? Mr. Connor. Mike? Uh Uh-huh. Sort of coming from the pool with his arms full of something. What do you think that would be? What? You and some clothes and you were sort of crooning. I've never crooned a day in my life. Then what? Then he carried you into the house and I could hear him take you into your room. Oh, Mike and I, well, I'm going crazy. I'm standing here on my own two hands going crazy. What else? Well, after that, he... Good morning, everyone. (laughs) Well, morning, Connor. And how do you feel? Well, Well, all right. 
What happened to your chin, Mike? My chin? Oh, man. Well, you see... Tracy, I didn't get to tell you. When Mr. Connor came out again, George was waiting for him. No. Yes, and Mr. Connor sort of got hit on the chin. George? No, me. Oh, you, Dext. You were there too? Good grief. Why didn't you all sell tickets? I'll say Dexter was there. What a clip he gave me. Uh, well, I'm sorry, Mike. I thought I'd better hit you before George did. Mm. He's in much better shape than I am. Mm. Dext, Mike, will somebody please tell me what's happened before I go stark raving mad? On the level you don't you don't know? Of course I don't know. I don't remember anything. Oh, lucky Tracy. She's drawn a blank. Shut up, Dext. <laughs> Mike, you tell me. Well, you see... Tracy! Uh... Tracy? Yes, Mother? Are you ready, darling? Well, the guests are all here and the bishop's waiting. Oh, dear, where's George? Uh-oh. George! Oh, good heavens. Oh, Tracy, I forgot. He was here at ten and he left this note for you. For me? Why, yes. I wonder what this could be. Oh, go on. Read it out loud, Red. Uh, We're all friends. Yes, I will. Listen to this. Quote, Your conduct last night was so shocking to my ideals of womanhood and my attitude towards you and the prospect of a happy and useful life together Tracy! Hello, George. Tracy, I didn't dream you'd... All these people. Why, it's only a letter. It's from a friend, and they're my friends, too. I thought I uh, uh, ought to come in to explain. I mean, I... It's clear enough, George. You're chucking me over in good riddance. Well, after all, I have a point, you know. On the very eve of your marriage... Uh, Just a minute, George. Uh, Mike, why don't you tell him what went on last night? All right. Well, exactly two kisses and one late-night swim, after which I deposited Tracy in her room and I left. You, you, you You mean to say that's all there was to it? I do. Why was I so terribly unattractive, Mike? So distant, so no, no, forbidding no, no. that you... No, 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 no. You, you, you were extremely attractive and far from distant or forbidding, but uh, you were also, um, well... Uh, pretty pixelated, Red. Yeah, and there's rules about that kind of thing. Yes? Yeah. Well... Thank you, Mike. I think some men are wonderful. Yeah, you're welcome. Tracy... Perhaps I was a little hasty. But, well, a man does expect his wife to... To behave herself, naturally. To behave herself naturally. <laughs> Will you please? Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Tracy, if, if you're willing to let bygones be bygones, what do you say? Goodbye, George. I beg your pardon? I said goodbye. But, but, but we... You see, you're much too good for me, George. You're a hundred times too good. I'd make you most unhappy, most. Very well. That's how you want it. You know, possibly it's just as well. Good day. Well. well congratulations, Red. Or is that proper without a groom? Hold on, man. Hold on. Hold on. Maybe, uh, maybe we can make it proper. Tracy? Yeah, Mike? I got you into this. I'll get you out. Will you marry me, Tracy? No, Mike. 
thank you, but no. Why not? Because I don't think that nice girl with the camera would like it. And I'm not sure that you would. And I'm even a little doubtful about myself. There goes your wedding music, Tracy. And besides, I made a mistake yesterday. I opened a wedding present too soon. A present without any ribbons on it. Red? Just a picture of a boat. A boat I don't think I'll ever forget. Red, I've got an old wedding license. The one we didn't use when we eloped. What do you say? Dex, Dex, are you sure? Not in the least, but I'll risk it, will you? And and you wouldn't be doing it just to save my face? Why shouldn't I save it? It's a nice little face. Oh, Dex, I'll be y'all this time, darling. I promise I'll be y'all. Be whatever you like. You're my redhead. Are you all set? All set. Oh, never have I felt so full of love. Mike, how do I look? <laughs> like a queen, like a goddess. You know that's funny, Mike. Because you know how I do feel? For the first time in my life, like a human being. to the Philadelphia story adapted by Harry Cronin. This is the CBS Radio Network.